0: Podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. For episode nine of I'm the
1: ready. I'm so ready.
0: <laughs> it's been a little while. It's been... I feel like I keep saying that. Like the plan was to do two or three a week and it devolved into one a week and then, well, you know, it's holidays, right?
1: I mean, we've had a lot of other stuff going on too. I know. Just trying to
0: But I promise we're actually we're this is hey, it's Rich and Julie. Hey Julie.
1: Hey, Rich. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Podcasting from
0: the warehouse in Kauai. We have 10 more days here, and then we're going back to Los Angeles. So the point I was going to make was that when we get back, I'm going to back it up, like back-to-back live guests. I'm going to try to do one, like, every other day and get tons of them out there. It's so... going
1: to be scary good, yeah, the lineup, so... <clears throat> the L.A. lineup.
0: So anyway, you'll just have to tolerate the solo rich and julie show yes a little bit longer (laughs) But uh, but pretty soon yeah i'm gonna have tons of cool guests coming on so thanks for all the support uh like i keep saying it's been really fun doing this and we appreciate all the early uh you know comments and reviews on itunes and tweets and facebook posts and all that kind of good stuff it's been really cool doing doing the show and it's also been interesting you know when I wrote my book, it it kind of put me into a public spotlight in a way that I, you know, I certainly had never been before. And there's a lot of cool, great things about that. And you also have to weather like, the storms of discontent. Like you know? my,
1: my hater comments. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I'm, I was getting to that. But before I get to that, uh, the per- well, first of all, the purpose of this podcast, it's New Year's Day, so we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. That's the theme of the podcast. But before we do that, yeah, I just wanted to touch on kind of the feedback and, and the feedback you know, that I got on the book was overwhelmingly positive, but you know, there's, there's always somebody who doesn't like it or it wasn't what they thought it was going to be or, or or whatever. And that's, that's fine. You know, perfectly content to, you know, entertain people's, you know, criticisms, constructive or otherwise. Uh, But there's also been some, some some constructive and not so constructive criticism of the podcast, which has been interesting you know, I'm used to it, but for Julie, this is kind of a new thing. So there were some people who absolutely love Julie and the dynamic between us, and then there's other people who are like, give Rich his own podcast. Well, let her extreme. have her own. Let her have her own. What it's, is she
1: doing? She's, I want my own.
0: Oh, there, there goes Julie. She's dominating the conversation again. She won't let Rich make a point. How does that make you feel?
1: It's, hmm, no, it's a little... It, it, it's a little edgy i mean it's a little it's a little vulnerable because this is a very open forum and i think the thing that keeps it really good is being able to keep it really free and open and i think you know when you get like a really mean comment or you know someone's like you know I think I've had about enough of her as I can take or something like that you know or oh no I got in trouble because I mentioned somebody who's a friend of mine who happens to be famous who actually when she was my friend she wasn't but um, and it was completely relevant to the to the subject we were talking about but in any case I think it I think it it gave me a moment to reflect and and uh, you know I think you and I talked about I mean you know we have to remain in that neutral place of harmony and balance where, you know, we're not, we're not going on the seesaw or the yo-yo of, you know, oh, this is the greatest thing ever or, oh, it's the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah, you're not as good as, you know, all the people that are, you know, raving and giving you all this praise, and you're not as bad as the people that are angry with you for whatever reason. You no, know, and I think... do what you do, and, and I think that's relevant to... New Year's resolutions and restarting and, you know, what does 2013 bring? Because for me, it's all about a sense of self and creating boundaries and knowing who you are and what your message is and what you're here to offer. And if you kind of sway with the tide, like if somebody says, well, you know, you shouldn't do this and you should do that and you react to that and then respond accordingly to that because that's what somebody said. Is that really, you know, what you want or what your no, message is? And, it, and and so it just it makes you ask those questions. And it really
1: and, could, it could. And if you did that, you would be compromising the authenticity of who you are. And so, you know, you're you're never going to be liked by everybody, and you're you know you're not going to be hated by everybody either. So you know, it's just at the end of the day, I have to look deep inside my heart and make sure that I am communicating about the issues that i'm passionate about and that are true to my heart and true to us as a couple and as a family and you know at the end of the at the end of the day that's all we can do right
0: i mean so julie's here to stay on the podcast so, so she'll for, be on yeah. so for
1: all my haters i have a very I, long i will have a, you know
0: plen- offering plenty today. of other guests and i'll do plenty you know just with me and and a guest but julie is my co-host and you know Take it or leave it if, you don't, if you're not enjoying that And you don't like it Then this podcast Isn't for you
1: Yeah and if you hate it You know it is free And you can just <laughs> Don't listen to it <laughs> that, that would work that's That would other, work for you Really that's well That's
0: the other funny thing When you give somebody Something for free And then they're angry Yeah they're like they're Like pissed not, off not what they want So wow. any, well, There you
1: go We're yeah. trying to give you quality we're, In any case. We're trying. We try hard.
0: We try, we try hard. You can't please everybody. If you are, then, you're, then something's wrong, I
1: think. Right. Then so, you're mediocre. Yeah, you've got to take a stand. At best.
0: You've got to take a stand. And, and when you take a stand on anything, you, you will attract the people that respond to that, but you will ulti- you'll ultimately divide people, too. You always will. There's nothing wrong with that, I guess.
1: It's true. I've been known to produce extreme reactions in individuals. Yeah. Usually I'm the last one to know though, because I'm very I just sort of walk around in my neutral place yeah. of loving acceptance for all things.
0: I'm not so neutral. I get I get more reactive. <laughs> By the way, for the people out there who who are commenting like I thought this was a health and nutrition podcast and they're, you know, I, you know, maybe they just they, they read the book or they they know who I am or they don't know who I am or whatever and they come here and they think that
1: they skip my chapter. Gonna get,
0: they think they're going to get um, a triathlon training program from the podcast. That that's not really what this podcast is about. I said that from the beginning, but I should probably reiterate it. If somebody's just tuning in now, um, there are plenty of great podcasts out there with tons of. Expert advice on how to prepare for an Ironman, how to prepare for a triathlon. Check out Ben Greenfield Fitness, uh, Zen and the Art of Triathlon, I am Talk. Like there, there, there are already people out there that have been doing it for a long time and doing it very, very well. And so, when I started this podcast, I wanted to do something a little bit different. First of all, I don't want to tread on on their terrain. They're already doing it very well, and I listen to all those podcasts and I get a lot out of them. Um, I wanted to bring something a little bit different to the table. Of course, I will be talking about, you know, nutrition and nutrition for performance and, you know, vegan diet and how to how to eat a vegan diet and be an athlete and all of that good stuff. And, you know, how my training is going and tips for, you know, you guys to take your, you know, training programs to the next level and all of that is part of this podcast. But I also wanted to offer something a little bit broader and kind of go behind the curtain a little bit to you know, stuff that maybe is a little bit more important in the whole context of of life, I suppose. So that's not going to resonate with everybody and that's okay. We're brought to you today by On. I am a total gearhead. I love researching the latest technology for the sports I enjoy. And I've learned that people often overlook apparel. from increasing product sustainability to improved energy return and impact protection, truly Swiss innovation at its finest. To get you moving, On is offering an exclusive 10% discount. To redeem, head over to oncom slash richroll and use code richroll10 at checkout. We're brought to you today by Birch. If you're serious about optimizing your sleep, listen up. far beyond the shenanigans of the supplement world is Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It's the most solid science-based and rigorously evidence-backed probiotic and prebiotic on the market, formulated for optimal digestion, gut immune function, gut barrier integrity, skin health. In fact, my 16-year-old daughter has been using it to clear up a significant acne issue and it's been wonderful as well as many other systemic benefits. Like I said, I've been taking it daily personally for years. I love it, my body loves it. And right now for our listener community, Seed is offering 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Visit seed.com slash richroll and use the code richroll25 to redeem this offer that's seed.com slash richroll or code richroll25. What do you think about New Year's resolutions as a concept?
1: Well, interesting. Um, I, I'm sort of sitting in a, in a new place this, this year. Uh, I have to say that I have no New Year's resolutions. Um, and it doesn't mean... Uh, how do I explain this? I, uh, I really feel like the energy of this year is coming from a different place. Um, more of a receptive, um, magnetic, attractive kind of place of beingness, where um, I would say that I have some visions. Um, You could call them dreams or visions. Um, And rather than making a resolution, a resolution almost feels outdated to me at this point from where I'm sitting although I'm sure that it's useful to many people. But it almost feels like, um, you know, dreaming your dream and feeling it uh, in all of your senses. Like instead of making a goal or uh, a, a hard, fast uh, sort of milestone to achieve, um, what if we described it in a way where we describe the emotions or the experiences that we wanted to um, experience or have in our lives. So, what if we said, you know, I want to experience more connection, more community, more love, more intimacy, more creativity, more health? Um, but you need, you need a roadmap to get to those things uh, yeah, but see when you're going you 're going into your mind when you say, "Well you need a roadmap, so it 's your mind trying to uh, try to put it in a structure so that you, your mind feels okay and what i 'm suggesting is that there is a more expanded way of accessing a higher level of information by dropping into your heart and feeling how something feels in your body. That's a much more powerful way to attract something into your life. So I know it's confusing because we're used to doing it the other way, but, um, and this is where the meditation and the diet and the, you know, really getting inside of yourself um, in, a, in a quiet way, it's a, re- it's a receptive way. It's a magnetic way. It's a heart way of being
0: you want to know what i think
1: yes i'm sure it will be exactly the opposite <laughs> no i am ha-
0: I'm, I'm conflicted over it actually because i think that you know having a having resolutions to you know improve yourself over the course of a year is obviously a a good thing you know and in the pantheon of like holidays where you know society imposes these these uh you know uh, mandatory, uh, things upon us. It's probably the best one. You know, it's sort of like it's Valentine's day. So you must go out and, you know, buy this and do this for your spouse or your partner or whatever. And it's like, really, you know, just because, you know, the greeting card industry You're not wants get me, me <laughs>
1: a box of red heart chocolates. Well, no, you know, we have these rules
0: in our yeah. culture, you know, and it's sort of like, well, on, you know, on, on Christmas, you get the tree, and on Valentine's Day, you get the box of candy, and I, and and you just do what you're supposed to do or whatever. And I I kind of resent some of that. Yeah, you know, like well, well, just because you're telling me that this is the day that I need to show love for my partner, and that's the day that I have to do it, and if I don't, I'm in trouble.
1: You're in big big trouble yeah, if you I'm, don't. <laughs> don't.
0: <laughs> Based on my ex- my last five years of Valentine's Day, but so yeah, but but New but New Year's Day being resolute, like that's you know. That's kind of what you do, right? It's on the better side. But here's what I think. In my experience, you know, you always hear, like, the jaded person or the jaded side of me would say, well, people don't change. You know, Mm -hmm. you you can make your resolution. That's fine. But, like, you know, who actually follows through on this stuff? It's a bunch of nonsense. And, you know, nobody really ever changes anyway. And, you know, my message has always been, yeah, you can change. I changed. You know, people can change when you know, the sort of right circumstances arise with the right sort of will and spiritual alchemy and follow through and actions and support and all these kinds of things, remarkable change can happen in human beings. I believe in the potential of humans to, to completely alter who they are if they, you know, desire to do so. But I also think that people are motivated to change when they're in pain when they're under extreme duress, <laughs> you know, like there has to be pressure on somebody.
1: So are your resolutions painful? So like you get well, no, you
0: get a diamond. You know, when you exert incredible pressure on carbon, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the good thing comes out of out of pressure. And so, with with New Year's resolutions, there isn't really that. It, there's a lot of lip service, really. You know what I mean? It's sort right. of like it's it's. I liken it to doing an intervention on an addict that doesn't really want to get sober. Right. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, well, the family and society at large believes that this person needs to change their behavior. Right. But if that person isn't ready to change or they don't really want to, or even if they say they want to, but in their heart they don't really want to or they're not ready to, they might change for a little while, but it won't be long before they're you know back doing whatever it is that they were doing before. Right? So right. the point being that the desire to change has to come from inside yourself. It has to be a self-generated, strong impulse, you know, and usually that impulse comes from again, you know, pain or pressure or something amiss in your life that is driving you to be different than who you are. Like you don't just wake up, Everything's great, and say, "Well, I'm going to change and and be this now." Like that, maybe that happens for some people. I'm going to be blonde. That would be the next uh, week. Well, that's easy to do. (laughs) We can make that happen if you want. (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? You know what my point, you understand my point?
1: Yeah, I understand your point. And um, so, so, uh, so are we saying possibly there could be some sort of blend of of process that that might be of, of service to? Well,
0: what it brings me back to your point, which is like, you're basically what you're saying is, you know, instead of making this list, you know, Mm -hmm. go inside yourself. And, and, and I guess I'm saying the same thing, which is, which is, you know, it all starts with inside, you know, Mm -hmm. it's an inside job, right? Like, what you manifest in your exterior is, is really only a reflection of what's going on inside. So before you can say, I want X, Y, and Z in the exterior world, whatever those things may be, um, the best way or really the only way to get that in a sustainable and true fashion is by doing the interior work. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and I get every year, the past couple of years, around this time, I get asked by various blogs and, and websites, you know, could you give five tips to, you know, for people to get healthier in the new year, to help them with the resolutions, and I'm happy to do it. Like, I want to help, and, and I believe that I have tools that are helpful, and we can talk about some of those, um, and, you know, hopefully they're helpful to people, but I always feel when I do that, like, it's a little glib, you know, yeah. it's sort of like, you know do this, do that, right, it's sort of like it's I wonder, a little
1: surfacy and
0: then i do I do it, and I go, I wonder if that actually ever really helped anybody right. I right. don't maybe it did, I, I don't know. know you know yeah. um so but
1: I think there's also something to to uh that energy of that we experience in our relationship where you know i, I was pushing for something you know different within you within our relationship um haha within you, that's funny um but uh you know, um, what about if we started with this uh, really grand acceptance of exactly where we are right now? So, it's, again, it comes down to the faith question to me, which is, you know, I trust that the divine plan, myself, you know, at a higher level, has me exactly in the experience that is exactly appropriate for me at this point in time. And so if we started off by just uh, having that embrace, that acceptance of exactly where you are in your life, and it doesn't matter where that is. It could be very low. It could be in a very traumatic situation. Um, and begin from there. Begin with the love and acceptance from there. And then... Uh, yes, vision. Yes, dream. Yes, do. You know, I call it detached action. You know, it's like you're acting spontaneously uh, in ways that are in alignment with your highest vision of being and living lifestyle. If you want to sort of simplify it, so um, from that point of being in acceptance of accepting yourself first. Then you can start to identify, you know, like, I would like more health in my life, for instance, coming up. I I would like, I'd like to raise the bar on all of that, even up, even raise that up a level.
0: Yeah, but let me just interrupt you because for me, like, I'm able to change only when I look at something inside of myself and say, that's unacceptable. You know, I cannot accept this part of the way that I'm living anymore. That has to change. Like, it's, it's, it's my refusal to accept that that is the driver for the change,
1: right? So yeah, but,
0: how do you reconcile that with with? See, that's the that's. Yeah, the, but
1: I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. With possibly, I'm. I mean, in our situation, our big catalyst, which basically is the birth of this entire movement and why we're sitting where we are, was came from you being completely loved and accepted exactly how you were.
0: But that's you. you st- that's you towards me,
1: right? I know, but we do it towards ourselves as well. It still can uh, inflict sort of like a prison on yourself. The self judgment is worse than anybody else's judgment on your on any well, always, on any other person.
0: That's that's always the case. Yeah, it's but always that, the case. But I feel like that was a part of why I was able to change because I, I wasn't, you know, irrespective of where you were coming from towards me. It was my, you know, internal decision that this is not acceptable anymore.
1: But what, and why was that? Why was it not acceptable? Because what, this is, what, I think it's the next step. What were you desiring in your life? What well, were the emotions that you wanted to experience or the events you wanted to experience? Right. I mean, it wasn't,
0: it wasn't like I had, I woke up and I made a resolution that I was going to do Ultraman. It right. wasn't <laughs> that at all. It was like, I did, like I always said, it was, I want to you know, I want to be healthy, I want to have good energy, I want to feel good, I want to be happy, I want to right. feel good in my body. It, was, it wasn't specific, it was right. just, that was the emotion, I suppose. So
1: I, that's what I'm saying, is I just, I really feel strongly at this point in our evolution where we are, where all things are in the world that we live in, that it is imperative that we connect to our hearts because the heart is what contains the divine message. And I am just saying your soul message, your life message, whatever that is, whoever you are, the answer is in your heart. It's not in your mind. And, and the resolutions tend to be, they feel sort of like little prison cells uh, or judgments um, and that, you know, maybe could be a little just harsh. That's all. You know, so. Yeah, but they're not harsh if. I mean
0: I've always operated very well in a structured environment where I have goals and you I'm do. and I'm on a schedule and I'm working towards the You that. do. Like you work very well that when, way. And you don't you don't operate that way. I so don't. we speak different languages yeah, in this true. regard. And I understand what you're saying and I and I believe in that, but yes. I don't I, I think for me it's a it's a manner it's a it's a means of trying to reconcile those two things and have them fit together in a way that works. Like I agree that, you know, you have to go inside. You have to connect with your heart. You have to set aside that idle chatter in your mind that, you know, and if you don't understand, like, kind of what we're talking about, again, listen to the Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, because he talks all about this. It's actually, Genius. it's actually a great way to start 2013 is to listen to that book. It will really help you sort of make that, that distinction between, um, you know, who you are as a person, like your soul person versus what the mind does and understanding that, that you're know, you not your mind you're not your mind and that also your mind is not always your friend and and for for most people my, myself included like I let my mind control who I am far too often and understanding that you have power over your thoughts and learning how to um, develop mastery over that and control over the way that your brain thinks is actually a very powerful recipe for changing your life completely so, you know, if you start there, then I think that you're on a trajectory that will set you on a better path to understanding yourself better and then you're in a place where whatever goals you set for yourself are kind of in alignment with who you are because if you're disconnected from who you are as a person, you can set a goal, you can say I want I want to run a 10k in this time or I want to run my first marathon or I want to lose 10 pounds or, you know, I want to learn to play the banjo or whatever it is, but is that really what you what you want? Is that really the goal that you're supposed to be seeking? Yeah. You know, can you say with it... conviction that that is like the best goal for you to be setting? Like if you look back a year from now and say that was the best use of my time. Like if you're super connected with who you are and you you really are tuned into your you know authentic self and 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 you have mastery over your thoughts and you are connected to your heart, then yeah, it probably is. But if you're not, and you're kind of floating through life and, you know, kind of going wherever the wind blows and, and not really sure of, you know, who you are, or where you're supposed to go, then that goal that you set, that resolution, may not be really what you're supposed to be doing, right? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because you're Because you're disconnected, because you don't really know the answer, and maybe it was somebody else's idea of what you should do, or maybe it was societies or your parents or your wife or husband or your kids or whoever. So, um, yeah, it's getting connected with your heart. That's going to give you, it's going to give you the answers that you need. It's going to, it's going to just inspire you. You're going to be spontaneously inspired. And when it comes to you, it's like, it's like play. It's like, um, you know, it just, it just comes. It's not hard. It's not easy. It's not, I mean, it's easy. It's, It's, uh, it's not violent. Um, it's not judgmental. It's spontaneous and flowing, mm-hmm. um, and and that's how that's how I would describe it when you're when you're really connected.
0: So how can somebody get more connected? How, like what it? What would you? You know, I want to I want to take it down from the atmosphere and, right. and actually give you know, people we, some things that some they can that they can do. Well, the
1: first thing is, I mean, honestly, if you, I mean, we already said Eckhart Tolle, like get it, get both. Uh, books and listen to them or read them. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing is, for me, see, for you, it's training. For me, it's, uh, it's yoga and meditation. And I do this specific humming meditation that's on one of our meditation programs that, w- that we offer. And the reason I offer it is because it's the thing that literally shifted my life more than anything else. <laughs> so it's very, very powerful. And I do that almost every day. Um, I play music, I paint, uh, I practice being uh, in the moment uh, as consciously as I can, so like if I'm, um, like somebody yesterday came in the kitchen in the yurts and they were talking about New Year's Eve and, you know, well, you know, what are you guys doing tomorrow and... And I said, uh, I, don't, I have no idea what we're doing. I know right now I'm making vegan tempeh chili. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. Literally, I live fully in the present task of whatever I'm doing right then. And it can be even dialed down to the breath, to taking a breath in and taking a breath out. So what in my experience and in our life and our path and what we've been through is Absolutely nothing has been stable. Um, we don't know what's happening the next hour, much less tomorrow or next week or next month. That,
0: that doesn't sound very comforting. It's not. It's,
1: it's, it's really frightening in the beginning. Um, but uh, it is... It's the illusion. See, we, you know, we go around, we, we come into these bodies and we, and we set up these families or, we, you know, we get bank accounts and we get cars and we get 401ks and we get insurance and we walk around and we think that we're so responsible and we have everything figured out and, you know, as one of the great masters say, you know, all Mother Earth has to do is just shake just, just a little. She just shakes a little and the whole thing's, you know, completely destroyed, so it's just an illusion. All of those systems, you can plan as, as much as you want to plan. And, you know, if God has something else in, you know, on the, on the books for you, uh, it's, it's not going to help you. So it's the illusion of hang, hanging on to that. You're safe by having all these structures around you. So real freedom is being so grounded in yourself Um, from within, that it doesn't matter what the external, what's going on around you. And don't misunderstand me. I am not insensitive or detached from human suffering at all. So I'm not saying that it won't be painful, but I'm saying that you can access a place of peace that is beyond the highs and the lows Um, where it's consciousness that is radiating always, and it is the truth of who you are. And so human life is suffering. Just look around you. Um, All you have to do is turn on the news. I mean, every single person you know in your life, um, almost across the board, is dealing with some sort of very intense scenario, whether it's financial collapse um, illness, uh, you know, it, all kinds of things. So it's finding this place of stillness that's, um, that's, that it all sort of sits in, that the whole experience sort of sits in, sort of a backdrop.
0: Well, right. I mean, in other words, to go through life and, you know, something great happens and then you're happy and then something bad or something you label as being bad happens and then you're not so happy or you're anxious or you know you get a bill in the mail and it creates anxiety how am I going to pay this and then you're worried or you're stressed so all these external factors that influence your emotional well-being and so well, what you're and saying pleasure is, is
1: really the other side of pain pleasure and pain
0: can you get to a place where where you are Happy, irrespective of those outside circumstances, Absolutely. and that and, and that those external stimuli don't really move the meter one way or the other. That's right. But it, to me, as somebody who r- likes extremes, <laughs> oh, God. that sounds boring.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, are you exhausted? Are you tired enough yet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm getting pretty tired. Tired of tired of me of the extremes no 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 just of you know i mean it really like look at our life like look at just a year of life a slice of life last year we experienced extreme highs and extreme lows Mm -hmm. like just sort of the yeah the full color spectrum right Right. is in 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 all the colors and uh
0: no i tweeted yesterday like you know in, in many ways, 2012 was the best year of my life. Like so many incredible things happened. You know, the book came out and I got to travel around and meet all these people and mm-hmm. speak. And it was really like I felt like I'd, you know, really stepped into like a version of myself that I had always wanted to be you know, and it was yeah. a celebration of that in, Very many, in many ways. And it was, it was incredible, mm. um, you know, beyond what I could have ever predicted or expected. And certainly like looking back, you know, five or six years ago to, I couldn't have even imagined doing this at all. It wasn't even, not because I didn't believe that I was capable of doing, like even just the field of being what I'm, that I'm in right now, I would not, I wouldn't have understood why I would even be doing that. Like when you say, you know, exactly, uh, you know, tell God what your plans are and that's the way you make God laugh or whatever. Like I would have never predicted this path for myself. And yet it's been incredibly gratifying and amazing in so many ways and fantastic, but also, you know, kind of behind the curtain at the same time, you know, we went through a lot, you know, we went through a lot financially. It was a very, very difficult year yeah. Um, and, and, we had a lot of challenges with that. And so on the surface, it looked amazing and we and look yeah.
1: really good on the website <laughs> and in the eight by 10 glossy, it yeah. looks really good.
0: And at the same time, yeah, we were, we were, and we continue to yeah. deal with a lot. And so for me, when I see a friend of mine who's, you know, very financially successful or has this or has that, and you know, my human instinct is to, not not really be jealous, but kind of look at myself in the mirror and go, well, "Why don't I have that?" And if yeah, what's I ha- wrong with you? If I had that, then I'd be happy. And it's understanding that y- that person may have that in order, but you know, everybody has something that they're that they're dealing with. Nobody gets out of this intact. You know, we no. all have stuff that. Well, and,
1: yeah, and the other thing is, is that you have to. L- everybody has their unique karmic path. Like, you can't live someone else's path. It's a completely individual, unique thing. So the whole, the whole focus should be on try to find out who you are, trying to connect to who you are. Because I, I guarantee you, you were created in some genius way. And there's something in there that only you do in a certain way. And so, you know, I always tell the kids that I and when i teach kids yoga and i always say please be more of who you are please please do that mm-hmm. and that's and, not
0: to say you know and i talk about this a lot it's not to say that you know everybody's going to be michael jordan no, or it that everybody matter. is going to be the best in the world at whatever it is that they're doing but i think it's important to to with the children and with ourselves to give ourselves that um, freedom to explore that side of ourselves that as we grow older into adulthood really gets crushed right
1: yeah it does well I always say it starts you know in the first art class when you have you know teachers that are preparing art projects um, really for the parents so that the parents can look at a picture of a duck and it looks like a duck And they can feel good that their kid drew a duck or pasted a duck. Or how about the teachers that just cut it out and then give the kids the shapes and then they just stick those on. But, you know, I used to teach... As opposed to what? Well, as opposed to... I mean, I I taught, you know, I volunteered in in preschool art and uh, I used to have them make... Like, I'd give them some clay and I'd say, okay, you know, make a fish. And so, you know, they'd all make fishes, you know, in a million different ways. And so then I would hold up you know, one that was very specifically looked like a fish, like very smooth and, you know, sort of very straight down the, the middle. And I would then hold up one that was all contorted and, you know, the the body was way big and the fin was way little or however this child made it. And I would say to the class, which one's better and they would all point at the one that looked more typically like a fish. And I would say, No, they both are. Because in art, there is no, you know, there's, there's no scale. It's like, it's an expression of the heart, and both are valid. So, you, I meet a lot of people, and they, they'll say right off, you know, I'm not an artist. Um, you know, right, right away. And really, when you get anyone with a paintbrush or some medium, clay, whatever they feel good with, um, Everybody's an artist. Everybody has some, and I love working with sculpture and clay because it's very um, childlike. You know, you can mold it and there's, there's builders and then there's um, carvers. You know, you can take away or you can build something up. But everybody has a different, I call it a different hand, like a different thumb, a different way they mark the clay. And it's, and it's very gorgeous to see because there's so many different Types of individuals, and we really need all of us to make you know a beautiful bouquet of flowers or beautiful community.
0: When you say art, you know, art doesn't mean art class or painting or drawing. I think art is the external manifestation of whatever you're passionate about in life. Beautiful. You know, it's it. I think that we relegate the definition of art to a very narrow thing, but in my opinion, you know art is, the best art is the expression of somebody who's fully actualized. And the medium in which that's expressed is can be anything, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So,
0: you know, for some it's painting, but, you know, that's a very small fraction of what the human body yeah, it could be, and the other thing offer. is
1: consciousness, and this is also this thing, and I think that I mean maybe i'm I'm sort of over it because I sort of went through that stage in spiritual seeking, but I think at the beginning when we 're talking about connecting with consciousness or God or this power like you know greater outside of ourselves, we think that um, that uh, there's a Uh, a value difference, you know, like we think that it's better to be a monk or it's better to, or if you're spiritual, you know, you can't cuss or if you're spiritual, you know, you, you know, you won't watch an episode of breaking bad. You know, you, you sort of project this, uh, non-human sort of, uh, uh, construct onto whoever, you know, you think is a spiritual teacher or a spiritually connected person. And really when you get to the truth of it all, Consciousness doesn 't care what you do it doesn 't place any value difference, like the dalai lama isn 't more special than you know uh, a street sweeper or a gardener or and and a child is you know not less uh, special than you know einstein you know it it doesn 't care it it literally doesn 't care and we used to joke too about. That consciousness doesn't even care if someone's an atheist, <laughs> you know? Like, there's literally, like, it's almost like there's no judgment. It's co- a completely open field of creation and expression. And every single living thing is part of that.
0: We're brought to you today by recovery.com. I've been in recovery for a long time. It's not hyperbolic to say that I owe everything good in my life to sobriety. And it all began with treatment and experience that I had that quite literally saved my life. And in the many years since, I've in turn helped many suffering addicts and their loved ones find treatment. And with that, I know all too well just how confusing and how overwhelming and how challenging it can be to find the right place and the right level of care, especially because unfortunately, not all treatment resources adhere to ethical practices From nutrition to mindset, fitness, and relationships, each episode is packed with the tools you need to become the architect of your health. Subscribe to Feel Better Live More, available wherever you get your podcasts, and explore other groundbreaking series at voicingchange.media. There's a, uh, the famous writer Seth Godin, um, has a new book coming out. It's called The Icarus Deception. It's very interesting. He just put up a uh, trailer film for it that I watched the other day. And I I think I tweeted, yeah, I tweeted it. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, But it's an interesting thesis to this book, which is he's essentially saying that, that our society through education and our job systems and all this sort of thing, has stripped everyone away of, of any of their creative impulses. And mm-hmm. you know, we're taught to do the safe thing in a business context and you know in whatever it is that we do. And we're kind of rewarded up the corporate ladder for playing it safe. Like if you're, you know, working for a corporation and, you know, your job is to sit on this committee and make decisions about X, Y, or Z, you know, it's not it's not really a good idea to take a risk, you know, because Mm -hmm. you're, you could, if it doesn't work out, then you look bad. Maybe you lose your job or you get demoted or whatever. If you put yourself on the line, you know, there's a greater risk of it not working out than something amazing happening. And, and as a result of that society suffers and actually corporate America suffers because we should be sort of celebrating the person that is willing to take a risk and, and you know, try something in a new way or in a different way. And in the 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 is it a myth or a fable of Icarus, where you know, the 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 son Icarus flies too close to the sun, and and his wings melt. Right. And, and And we're sort of the the idea behind that is really that that you know you shouldn't. It's it's a it's a parable about hubris. Really, it's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, know your place, like you know know what your limits are, don't fly right. too close to the sun because if you do, then you'll burn up and and you will fail and and right. you know look what happened when you thought you were more than what you were you know, and it's sort of the idea is you know know your place right? right and this book is all about inverting that like this is a this is sort of a lie that we've been sold because it isn't that um Icarus failed it's that he. He strove for greatness, mm-hmm. right, and yeah, he ultimately his his wings you know melted, and he fell but But there is beauty in that because yes. he was willing to try something no one else was, and and we should be celebrating that rather than shaming him and, and pointing the finger and If we did more of that in our culture. Then we would be better off. And what and Seth Godin also brings it back to this discussion about art because he's saying everything is art. You know, if you're in corporate America, you you in, even in your job you could be expressing what you do as art. Art is the, you know, actualized manifestation of a pure creative self with something to offer that comes from a unique and authentic place.
1: That's beautiful. Right? I can't wait to read it. So it's going to be something anyway I' love you like definitely that <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> well, but it's... I mean, I think that's that's sort of the whole show that's been going on on the planet i mean in 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 any kind of structure, you know, whether it's government, whether it's religion um uh you know, we've all been sold this story that uh we are really um you know not powerful that we are not connected that we you know uh need to uh not try too hard not step out of the box um so it's a it's a great concept i mean a great lie to let go of because yeah, so how, do you, how
0: do you let go of it
1: well um read that book No, <laughs> i don't know
0: well let's bring it back to resolutions. You okay. know? So, I so mean, do you have
1: any? Well,
0: you know, I've been thinking a lot about this and and uh I think for me my resolutions are are more kind of in a line with what you were saying. Like they're 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 internal jobs. You know what I mean? Like I think that my resolutions are to be are to create and sustain an active meditation practice.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> you like that? But I'm staying out of it.
0: And to, uh, really engage my recovery program and on, mm-hmm. at a higher level than I have that's great. recently. Um, it is to do the artist way program again and see it through all the way to, you know, be journaling and, and doing all of that that's involved with that program. Um, because, you know, like, I was thinking, you know, about an athletic goal for this year. Like, well, do I want to do Ultraman again? Do I, is there a race? And, and right now, I, quite honestly, like, I can't think of a race that's super, I want, I want something to really excite me. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that is right now.
1: What's that one that you talked about It involved us going to oh, France a, or something no, like that? No,
0: there's a 100-mile race in India. Oh, India. A 100-mile run in yeah, India. Okay. It's in June, though. That's coming up.
1: <laughs> I don't know I don't about
0: know. that. It sounds pretty cool. You run from like the Taj Mahal to New Delhi or something like that. I, I I'll know exactly wait for you yeah. at the Taj it sounded, Mahal. It sounded pretty cool. That's awesome. That, was, that sounds exciting, actually. Okay. That could be cool. But like, I just don't know yet. And because I don't know, like, I don't want to just pick something and say, that's it, just because it's New Year's Day. Right. Which brings me back to, well, if I do this internal work, if I'm doing the artist's way, if I'm meditating, then the thing that I want or that I'm supposed to be doing will, will present itself to me and that will, it will show itself to me. And then that will be the thing that I can say, okay, that's the thing I'm going to, I'm going to go do. But if I don't do that, then I'm throwing darts at a, you know, in the dark.
1: That's wise. Right. I think that's going to work well for you. So I do. It's going to be great. All right. What about your resolution to love your wife even more (laughs) than you already do now? (laughs)
0: That goes without saying.
1: No, uh, uh-uh. uh, you got to make it a priority, or it falls by the wayside. Well, what
0: about the fact that you have no resolution? No,
1: I, I, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna reveal that I have a different kind of resolution. No, no, I don't. I mean, yeah, I have some experiences or some emotions that I'd like to experience in my life, and I think that for me and for for us now on the planet, 2013 is a year of unity it's a year of 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 coming together in community and starting to um, form new new ways new ways of educating new business paradigms um new financial structures like it's it's time for us to stand up and uh come together and um no one else is coming we we are the ones so uh, n- no one's coming to get us, so uh, we need to take care of ourselves, and we need to, to ca- take care of each other, and our neighbors, and our families, and our communities. So I'm excited because I have a lot to learn about that. I'm certainly no expert in, in all these areas. Um, and uh, the other thing that hit, that hit me so deeply, and it actually hit me in the summer, um, I was going through uh, another very challenging moment uh, financially and uh, just energy-wise, and uh, I just came to the realization that everything is just about service. It's just about service. So I want to serve at a more expanded level in whatever capacity that is, whether that's Uh, Cooking for people or playing music, sharing my music, serving my kids, serving you, serving the family, serving myself, serving the planet, whatever that is, um, I want to uh, dive deeper into that uh, expression.
0: That's really the path to happiness. I mean, based on everything that I've experienced, every book I've ever read, everyone I've ever talked to. It's always the same. It's if you're, if and when you are in service, that's when you can find happiness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that comes from people that have nothing to people that have everything say the same thing. And I know that when I'm caught up in my own problems or up in my head about something or, you know, my mind is looping or spinning <clears throat> that I've learned in in recovery. This is like one of the main tools in recovery to kind of shift that is to just pick up the phone and call somebody who you know could use a little help and and help and try to help them mm-hmm. and get out of yourself and your little problem or whatever and when you do that everything shifts you that's know because true. you cannot think your way out of that like if you're unhappy or you're stuck or you're running some mental pattern that's creating you know unhappiness for you or anxiety or or whatever mm-hmm. You can't think your way out of it. You have, to, you have to take action because mood follows action. The action has to come first. And, and you know, for me, my default is always to say, well, I'll do that when I feel better. Like, let me just wait until I feel better and then I'll pick up the phone and do that or then I'll go help that guy or whatever. But right now, I just don't feel so good. So the trick is to take the action anyway. And when you can take the action, even when you don't want to or you don't feel like it, to get out of yourself and invest yourself in somebody else who has less, or you know, could could you could use a hand. Um, that always shifts everything for me. So I think that's wise, and I think true. you know we could all use use a little bit more service in our no, lives.
1: No, and and I think it's. I mean, that's true, and and uh, and I think we also need to remember that service can happen in your home. It can happen with yeah. It doesn't. Your it doesn't child mean
0: going to the soup kitchen. It, it or, can be. Yeah. It's it's everything, and I think mm-hmm. it's your mental approach to whatever it is you're doing throughout the day
1: well and it's the way that you evaluate it because you know we get you know say you're busy in your life or you're trying to uh complete whatever your projects are or whatever and you know one of your children needs attention or maybe they don't even need attention maybe it's just been a while since you did anything with them or just took one of them off on their own you know it's like that's that's real real valuable quality uh time you know and so if you just look at it like that like even preparing a meal it can just be a blessing it's a blessing for me because i'm in service and that's a, the biggest blessing that i can have and that i can share so it doesn't it just doesn't have to be like you um, you know you you have to call somebody outside of your sphere or make some big you know f- thing about it you know what i mean like it can be just very spontaneous
0: Right. But I'm just saying, like, I'll be driving in my car on the highway and I'll be like, "Ah, I start getting all caught up in my head about something that's irritating me or I'm upset about something or whatever. And the easiest fix is for me to just look at my phone and call somebody who I know, you know, has less than I do or is having a hard time. Absolutely. It can be as simple as that. So, yeah, it's great. Um, What was I going to say? I want to, you know, back to.
1: I didn't finish my resolutions.
0: Okay, go ahead, and then I no, want to talk. No, go.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is is that I am uh, committed to a practice of living in the moment. Um, so um, I'm not looking at any future date as a point in time when things are going to be easier or more graceful, or I may be more happy or more creative. I'm simply looking to this moment to be as fully present as I can, and you know, as I shared, we've had a you know very intense year last year. Lots of highs, lots of lows. We had you know deaths and triumphs and all kinds of things going on. Um, and when you're in that pinch, when the when the pressure is that that intense, um, all you have is the moment. You know, I think
0: you, that gets to to destination versus journey because i think exactly. New years resolutions by their by their very nature are kind of destination oriented like i want to lose 10 pounds or in april i'm going to run a marathon that's whatever. right and it's all about you know how do i get from here to there when i get to there everything's going to be better Mm-mm. and certainly there is you know triumph and celebration and joy in achieving a goal there's i'm not saying that that's not the case um it certainly is the case, but I think that the real value is always in the journey. It's and so in the what process. you're saying is engage in the journey and in the moment of the journey on a daily basis, as opposed to being sort of grinding all the way towards that goal. And even when you achieve it and you did it, you know, well, where was the value? And, and you hear this from anybody who's achieved anything, from Richard Branson to, you know, any big entrepreneur to an athlete or, or whatever. You know, they'll have their, you know, yeah, one of my company had its IPO or I won this big race or whatever. You know, when they're twenty years later they'll look back and it it's less about that moment of victory than it is about like, remember when we were eating, you know, Chinese food at two in the morning and we didn't know if our company was gonna make it and mm-hmm. you know, those were the good times or you know what I mean? Like
1: that's well, the process the is case. creative, you know, and really, you know, when you get to the end, it's the end. No, so it's that's what I'm. It's the living, and that's when I say that when I when I use the term being, there
0: should be no end. No, I I mean,
1: I'm just saying with a goal. You know, like you said, I want to lose ten pounds. Boom. So I was just I was just referring to that one mark. But no, when I when I use the word being, it's a you know it's a creative, flowing, active, living process, right? So it's always shifting and changing and moving, and it's fluid. And it's connected to the heart. And, mm-hmm. and that's how that language speaks. Right. Okay. That's really weird for you. You want to hear
0: my other <laughs> <laughs> New Year's resolution? Yeah, what is it? Uh, being better about creating healthy boundaries.
1: Hey, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up.
0: And, and that means a lot of that for me also is learning how to say no. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when it, coming from like an insecure place like I, you know i I was very low self-esteem insecure person for a long time and i still battle with a lot of that and 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 when you're in that place um if something comes your way you feel like you you know at least for me like i always say you know i just say yes you know like i say yes to stuff that maybe isn't the right thing for me to be doing just -hmm. because it shows up and I want somebody to like me or I feel like if I say no, then no other opportunity will come my way. And and that belies like a lack of sense of self. You know what I mean? Like if you're self-directed and you know who you are, then you know what's serving you and what's not and what to say yes to and what to say no to. And I think I have a tendency to say yes to stuff too often. So it's learning how to say no, but doing it in a way that's healthy, like creating healthy boundaries, Right. right?
1: Well, I think, I mean, boundaries are a huge thing for me. Um, And as a healer and uh, in any spiritual work that I've done, um, I very, very strongly uh, subscribe to self-responsibility. Okay, so we are all responsible for our own selves, for our own body, for our own energy field, and that includes boundaries. And so I do processes with my children and children that I work with where we actually visualize like a sun uh, flaming inside your core and you activate that and feel the heat building as you allow it to grow large until it's encompassing you completely in a flaming ball of golden light like a sun. And it's four feet in every direction all around you. And I try to share that whenever I can because it's a very effective way to start to learn to how, how to manage your boundaries and how to go about in this ever-changing world of very extreme experiences, uh, some hor- horrifying, uh, quite frankly, and you know, and others just not, just not your stuff, right? Just not something you want to get involved in. So if you learn how to start to, um, use this energy, um, you will, uh, be more connected and, uh, find an easier way of living, uh, through these times. Mm -hmm. Was that really weird? Yeah, it was a little weird. They could freak out about that. Yeah. Okay, well,
0: we'll get some, we'll get some.
1: If you download the, (laughs) you download, that was like, that was like really like sort of kindergarten level. No, this is Julie. No, it's a very powerful one. This is
0: Julie holding back.
1: No, I'm holding back. (laughs) I was holding back then. No, if you, if you download the the meditation, there's a, I think it's like the third track on there. There's a very detailed visualization about activating your light body and connecting you to your soul purpose. So, uh, if you, you know, just go with it. Like, don't, don't worry about understanding everything. If it feels resonant with you and you do it, just go with it and listen to it. And it's a visualization actually of merging you with a tree structure. Um, and it's very, very effective in starting to uh, activate uh, your remembrance of how you used to do that in your past lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.
0: That's great
1: there you go aren't you right. happy I'm on your show I, today? Just, I, can, hear, I can
0: hear the subscribers <laughs> signing off right now
1: hey boundaries you brought it up
0: yeah well I just took it to the next level <laughs> I'm just talking about learning how to say how no. to say no you well
1: that's, that's part of that you just don't know it <laughs> yeah
0: I don't know no it's but good
1: I, it's good to have boundaries it's good mm-hmm. to be focused and to know you know what, what your uh, what your path is and what your path isn't
0: Right. That's very helpful. And if you know your path and you do have some strong convictions about what your New Year's resolutions are, um, I think that's great. And I think it's great to have them and to be passionate about them and to have goals and to put energy behind those goals. And and for me, that works, you know, and it's worked many times in my life. And, it you know, when I decided that I wanted to do Ultraman, that was a goal. That goal didn't occur on New Year's Day. You no. know setting that goal. It it occurred when it's at it, when the moment struck me. You know what I mean? So every day can be New Year's Day for you when inspiration strikes. Right? So, you know, today's the day that we reflect on that. But if, you know, in March, you know, you wake up and you feel like you were hit by a lightning bolt, then that's as good as New Year's Day to create a new resolution or set a goal. And so what I wanted to do is talk a little bit about my approach to, to goals and how to kind of take an insurance policy out on achieving them and, and some of the things that have worked for me. I mean, <clears throat> once I set a goal, um, and I, and, and I encourage all of you to, to not limit yourself, you know, dream big. Like when I decided I, w- I was going to do Ultraman, I mean, that was ludicrous. That was insane. You know, if I had, run that by, you know, my peers, they would have all told me I was crazy and to pick something more reasonable or rational. And
1: they did think you were crazy. Yeah,
0: they did. But, you know, I waited until I'd put some energy behind that before I even told anyone that that's what I was doing. So you have to be, first of all, you have to dream big. Don't limit yourself, you know. And when you do that interior work, when you do the meditation, when you do things like the artist way and the journaling and all of that, and, you know, those sort of, Inspirations start to um you know take root it's important to nurture them and and to believe that they're possible you know that you should not limit yourself and that you should you know basically say if this is what you want to do is ludicrous or as crazy or as far-fetched as it may sound you know set that goal and be nurture it and be protective of it though you have to be careful about who you tell it to you can't just go around telling everyone especially if you don't have good boundaries and 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 you know you're easily influenced by somebody else who's going to say well you know that's insane you shouldn't do that yeah well there's no you kind of mope home and go oh maybe they're right you know i shouldn't like and you compromise the energy
1: too listen
0: most people you know unfortunately, like to rain on other people's parades. That's true. So you have to be really careful. So, you know, keep it private for a while if that's what you need to need to do. Um, and then start to create a plan around it. And it could be a very long-term plan. It can be a short-term plan. It depends on what the goal is. But, you know, when a goal seems so outlandish and insane, <clears throat> I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a couple things that you can do um, to start to put it into action. And the first thing that I always do is I start at the end point of that goal. Like, let's you know, Ultraman is a race that takes place at the end of November every year, so there's a, it's on the calendar, right? For somebody else, it might be something that's not set to a specific month or, or year, but pick a reasonable period, you know, when you think it's plausible for you to achieve that on the calendar, and then work backwards from there and create interim stepping stone goals along the way that can be really small, achievable, little bite-sized chunks that work you towards that goal. So just because it's easy to conceptualize, let's use weight loss as an example. Let's say somebody's, you know, severely overweight and they want to lose 100 pounds because they're, you know, they're, they're, they're very obese. Well, that's a huge goal, right? That seems like, you know, that's, that's a big challenge, Yeah, that's right? a big one. So how do you, you know, how do you do that? You can't just say, well, I'm going to eat better and, you know, walk on the treadmill every day. Like you need to create a real plan and you need to get out the calendar and you need to create those stepping stone goals along the way. So, you know, it could be as simple as by the end of month one, I want to have lost one pound. You know, whatever it is, like start with small, very achievable things. And then when you achieve those, celebrate that, like give yourself a pat on the back, reward yourself, you know, Go buy yourself something or do something that will gird your resolve and maintain your enthusiasm and keep you going to take you to that next stepping stone. And when you have those stepping stones in place, you don't have to spend that much time thinking about how crazy the big goal is because you're just focused on the next little stepping stone. And it's sort of like that, that analogy where, um, you know, if you're on the planet Earth and you're, looking at, you're setting a, a trajectory to get to the moon, and you're like one, one, thousandth, one thousandth of a degree off, you know, and you get in your spaceship and head towards the moon and you're just ever so slightly off. Like you're going to miss the moon by, you know, 100,000 miles or something. Right. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like,
1: because
0: when you, when you set on a trajectory and you just continue on that path… It might seem minute at first, but over time, mm. you know, the difference can be vast. So you can't underestimate the power of these little stepping stones. And, and so that's the way that I always powerful. approach it. And it makes it very digestible and easy to begin. So that's the first thing. The second thing would be to surround yourself with an environment of people that encourage you and support this dream. And like I said, you know, you have to be protective of your dream and your goal. Like you can't just go around talking about it to everybody, um, especially if you're influenced by, you know, negative thinking people. So, so, you know, be judicious in that regard, but create supportive community around that, you know, whether it's your spouse. And if your spouse isn't supportive or doesn't believe in you, then find somebody else. Find somebody at work or find a buddy or find somebody that... You can confide in and talk to who can either do it with you or be your kind of compadre or, you know, your board of advisors or your board of directors as you do that. And and also um, and this goes back to boundaries. It's about limiting or or eliminating completely the people from your life that are not supporting what you're trying to do.
1: And Absolutely. This is a
0: huge thing, you know, and this is a lesson that I've learned in the, in the hard way many times in my life where, you know, not everybody wants you to succeed, unfortunately. And, and uh, you know, those if you're surrounded by those kinds of people, you need to find a way to create boundaries around them where it's not okay for them to talk to you that way or they're not, they're not privy to, you know, this part of your life or you can somehow limit your exposure to them. I mean... Look, if your boss is a dick, like, it's tough, right? But there's strategies and tactics for protecting yourself around these kinds of people so that that energy doesn't penetrate and ultimately undermine what you're trying to do.
1: That's the energy seal that I just gave you. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what that's for.
0: Right. Um, And then at the same time, you know, when you have that supportive community that is a positive reinforcement for you, that creates accountability, right? So when they know what you're trying to do, the more specifically they know what you're trying to do, the better. Like if they know, you know, at the end of January, you have that stepping stone goal that you're going to lose that one pound or whatever, then you're accountable to them. And that brings up another, I think, important point, which is it isn't just the positive reinforcement. It's also the negative reinforcement. You know, there is, there is, yeah, there is something to be said for, um, you know, that accountability of people keeping you honest, like you don't want to finger
1: off if you don't meet your, well, just,
0: you know, they're going to know that you failed or whatever. And that that's the pressure that we're talking about. You know, that's the pressure on the carbon that creates the diamond that I think that you need as a driver, you Mm
1: -hmm. know, for
0: human nature to move forward, you know, and be on a proper trajectory. Mm -hmm. Do you not agree with that? Not really. (laughs) There was somebody who was talking about this. I I was hearing about a gym. Yeah, that, you know how like basically the business model for like a health club or a gym is—you know, you pay a month, you pay a fee, and then you pay a monthly membership, and then everyone stops going, and they make right. the only way they can survive is that they're always getting new members that don't go to the gym, right? So, and 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 of course, the people that are paying this money, like they're not getting any healthier because they lose their enthusiasm for going. And I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Tim Ferriss that was talking about this. Go a much better idea for a gym business model would be to uh i think that they it was some kind of like shaming thing where like, like if you didn't lose the weight or whatever, they put a picture of you up on the wall and they charge you more money or you pay them, you pay them up front. And if you're going, then they start giving you the money back. Oh, but if you don't, you know, there was right. some kind of negative reinforcement aspect to it that right. actually I mean, this is get people to actually follow through and do it.
1: Yeah. I think we're, I think we're on the, you know, this is again, the edge of discovering a new way. Or you know maybe some alternate ways of of achieving goals. And I mean I under I am no athlete, and uh, I understand with what you do and with what you know athletes do. That you know I mean you used to just freak if you missed a training session because you know you were you were you know very aware that X equals Y. You know and like if you put in these number of workouts in this manner, then it's going to produce this result. And you know, that's a very tangible, specific thing for you. And I was, I think, driving you crazy because I was talking uh, about finding a way to train from your heart just spontaneously, you know, accessing like a higher way of actually um, achieving, but doing it for the love of it instead of for the pain of it. And um, Byron... Byron Davies. Is this the second time I've talked about him on the podcast? Byron Davis. Davis. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. So, Rich, t- introduce Byron Davis because, anyway. So, By- yeah, Byron Davis is a friend of mine. He,
0: uh, he was an amazing collegiate swimmer. Um, he was almost the first uh, African-American swimmer to make the Olympic team back in I think we, I think we already talked about 1992. this. Yeah, he's a, he, he was an incredible swimmer. And he's been... He, And now he's like a pastor and a life coach, um, business coach.
1: Beautiful wife, beautiful family, beautiful people. His
0: wife uh, is a pro uh, pro volleyball player. Yeah,
1: gorgeous, homeschool their kids. But anyway, I think I'm I'm sure I spoke about them because I'm kind of remembering. Uh, But Byron came in and and talked to you about how he learned to train from the heart and how one day he woke up and it was some big race and he had the flu. And there was no way that he was racing against someone who was very fast. And he said that somewhere during the race, he just he just gave it all up. He surrendered. He let it all go. And sometime during the race, something else came into him. And he won that day. And he said that that, and I remember being so happy that he was there at our kitchen table. Because there, there, you know, and there is some place where the hardness of it all has got to shift into the love of it all. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't know how you do that because I, I see what you know, what these amazing athletes do and what you do and I could never do you know, one minute of what you do in that way.
0: So, well there's there's wisdom in that. I mean, for me, my scientific brain is, yeah, I need to do these certain workouts over this period of time and that yes, that will that will get my body into the place that it needs to be in order to compete at the level that I want to compete at and if mm-hmm. I'm missing those workouts or they're not happening then yeah I get anxious because I'm like I'm not I'm not you know doing to my body what needs to be done in order to build it to mm-hmm. that place mm-hmm. and that does create anxiety for me but you know life is bigger than that and mm-hmm. You know there is you know there is a place for finding more joy and not getting caught up in that anxiety in it, so I think that those things are not mutually exclusive
1: yeah, they go together, but i just I feel like there has to be more. i mean that goes
0: and that goes to what we're talking about here of being journey oriented yes. instead of destination oriented yeah if you're not enjoying the journey, mm-hmm. then what is the what is the point or, or what is it that you're that you're doing? You know but what I mean. I mean? The, and it's like the person who and I talk about this all the time. Forgive me if you've read something where I wrote about this, but you know if you you know if you hate running, then don't run. You know, like find if you're trying to be more. If your New Year's resolution is I want to get more fit but you hate running then don't run you know like go find something else that you enjoy doing the point is to find greater enjoyment with your physical self on the way towards that fitness right and that is the way that you're going to create something sustainable over time as opposed to reaching that goal of losing 10 pounds and then saying well i'm so glad i lost 10 pounds and i don't have to run anymore with Amanda D'Academy. You can explore this network and all its offerings at voicingchange.media.
1: But let's talk about, um, share with me a little bit um, when you were training for the last Ultraman race. Um, and you know, and, and, and I'm cooking at home with the kids or playing music or whatever. And, and I just see you leave and come back and I have no idea what you did. (laughs) And oftentimes we don't even ask what, what in fact you did, but you were training a lot, I think in the hills on the bike and your, your bike performance was really, really happening was re- the numbers were really good. And I don't understand what the numbers are, but I just know the numbers were really good. Um, but you explained to me at one point, cause I was like, well, oh, you've been out on your bike all day and you, and you, you explained to me that you were riding so hard. You were riding at the point where you were in like a maximum amount of pain that you could tolerate. Do you right. remember that?
0: Not really. You that don't. But did me.
1: you did you ride at that level? That's when you were training. You were riding at a level, pushing a level where mm-hmm. you were in a lot of pain. Yeah. And, and so. What's the? I'm just asking. You know, so is that necessary before a race, or is that was that just you know one? Well, every
0: every workout has its purpose, uh-huh. right? And not mm-hmm. every workout is the same. So every time I go out on the bike that doesn't mean I'm doing the same thing. So I don't recall that conversation, but it was probably a day where I was doing some kind of tempo work or interval work where it was, you know, the goal was to sustain a certain threshold level of Watts over a certain period of time. And I'd had like a breakthrough where I was able to sustain a higher level of Watts than I'd been able to sustain prior to that. And, And that means, you know, kind of tolerating a a pain threshold for an extended period of time, (laughs) you know, and that's just part of training, you know what I mean? Like you learn to embrace and love that part of it and you learn to get comfortable with the discomfort. And that's a a meditation,
1: you know, it's like you're going beyond that, that sensation and you're just, you become an observer to it rather than all involved in it. Yeah.
0: It's not that different from. Yoga, where the right. asanas are all about sort of preparing the mind for the shavasana, the right. meditation part, and the the sort of postures that you go through, and that rhythm and that flow of diff, you know doing those different poses is really about um, quieting the mind in a certain regard. Like the that sort of exertion that's involved with that and the concentration quiets the mind so that when you get to the end and you're lying on your back and you're doing the meditation part you're already, you're kind of ready for that, right? Right. And so in cycling or in running or in swimming or any kind of endurance activity, and I mean, those are just the ones I have experience with. I'm sure there's other things, but for me personally, when I'm in that kind of, you know, doing that kind of threshold work or even just the aerobic work, um, the exertion is like this, it's like this uh, pipe cleaner for your brain, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's sort of like, it just it, all the cobwebs get blown out, and it's a very pure experience. Where you know, especially the threshold work, because you're you are tolerating a certain level of pain, and you're you're learning to adapt to that so that you can be comfortable with it. Like I said, and when you're in that, it's a it's a kind of a charged state of mind and body. But that does become kind of an active meditation because you are you do have to be kind of super present with what you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, when you're training, do you um, like when you're, do you set intentions like during your ride? Do you, do you ever like you know like make a theme for a ride for like some information to come in? Like, what I'm interested to know is, is um, are you t- are you s- taking the moment to tap into that like afterwards, either either after by sitting or through intention of like asking like for some concept or body of information to come through or messages messages from your soul i would say (laughs) can you please comment on that
0: (laughs) i don't think that i do that but i will say this i will say that there is it's sort of like you know being burned in the flames. You know, if you go out for a ride and you're going to do some really hard threshold work over like 120, 150 miles and you're going to be out on the bike for six, seven, eight hours or whatever, it is, you know, when you're done with that, like you're so cooked. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, everything has been burned. You're empty. Burned away. Well, yeah. not, not empty. I, mm-hmm. I don't think empty is the right word. It's, um... Plugged in. It's different from that. It's sort of like you've been, you've been purified. Mm. You know, like everything negative has been burned out of you and you're in like this pure state.
1: It's beautiful. I know. I, that is, I love you after an Ultraman race. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a very addictive feeling, I will say.
0: It's the same for our super long run. Yeah. You know, and that's why as I, you know, over the years, my... Sort of threshold for, well, my body has become more, increasingly more efficient at bearing the training load, right? So when I first started training for Ultraman back in 2008, it was like, you know, even a shorter run would take a lot out of me. And then as you become more and more efficient, your body becomes more and more used to this kind of training load and this volume. Um, you know, going out and going on a long run doesn't necessarily do it for you anymore. Like you have to go longer and right. you gotta go. And Harder. so as an addict, it's like, that's perfect, right? Like, Oh, right. I need more. You know, mm-hmm. you ch- you start, the danger is you start to chase that dragon, you know, right. but you do need like, you know, y- you, you know, you do have to go out longer and longer in order to get that feeling, that aesthetic purity kind of feeling that I think that I'm always seeking when I'm doing it.
1: I'm just wondering if you if you if you took it to the next level and you actually programmed some of your rides and your trainings if you could be looking for that thing that Byron was talking about. It's something when he surrendered and he let it go, like I'm not going to solve it, then something came in and in fact propelled him farther. So I would be interested to see if you you if you did what you do, which is beautiful, which is powerful, amazing practice. But then take it up a notch and and either before your training or during your training, dedicate your ride or your training to a specific intention, you know, or let's Mm -hmm. say you want creative inspiration for your next book or, you know, and you say, you say with intention to your soul, please provide me with this and I'm going to dedicate this ride to that. And then you let go and you just do your thing and see if something comes in.
0: All right. Well, I'll try that. Maybe. Yeah. Might work. I'll report back. <laughs> report <laughs> next back podcast. On the, on the next podcast. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. i want to try that.
1: You know, it could be anything. It could be, you know, it could be finances. It could be, it could be uh, increased performance. Mm-hmm. You know, sh- e- e- call in the energy that is outside. You're not just a physical body. Okay. You call me crazy. And I'm not going to quote a bunch of science because I'm You're not crazy. a scientist, but you can look it up. I can call you crazy. You can call me crazy. <laughs> you, you won't be the, the, the first. But um, no, so, so ask for that extra thing outside of yourself to come and assist you. And it's the same thing like when I'm teaching warrior pose, and you haven't been in my yoga class in a, in a few weeks, but when we're in warrior, I just hold that for a pretty long time, very, very, very long time. And then if you turn your palms up, um, and I'm speaking of warrior two, right? When you turn your palms up and you just make the intention that you're going to allow something to hold you up, you'll feel an energy holding your arms up. And suddenly you've taken yourself out of it to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So I think there are some interesting combinations to play with in that with the training that might enhance performance i'll check it out check it out
0: all right back to goal setting
1: so where were you hello (laughs) no i liked it you're i love your goal setting you're so focused and you're you're actually quite skilled at it we were talking
0: about interim goals stepping stone goals and uh the other thing i want oh and then creating community and accountability um I think the other thing that's important to bear in mind is that we're human beings and we're not perfect and, you know, you're going to fail, you're going to misstep, you're going to, you know, miss a workout or you're going to, you know, not achieve that next stepping stone goal or whatever it is. And as human beings, it's natural to go to get deflated or, or disappointed or, you know, lose enthusiasm and say, this is too hard. And you know, I can't do it and I don't want to do this anymore or just forget it. And I think that's particularly true with people that are, interested in experimenting with a plant based diet they're like oh no you know no meat no dairy like all right i'll try it and they go a week and then they slip and have ice cream and they're like forget it it's too hard throw the whole thing away yeah and you throw the whole thing out because you've made one mistake you know as opposed to taking a a different approach and perspective which is all right i misstepped like what's the next right thing you know how can i get immediately back on the program, back on the back on the wagon. Like, what's the next right action? And, and just using that as a learning experience, and say that was interesting that I did that. Hmm. You know, what can I learn from that? Okay, let's keep moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just uh, forget it.
1: You yeah, know. dealing in absolutes is is very not helpful. No. Very confining and judgmental. Right. And, you and so, violent. And then yeah, actually. It's
0: like oh, well, I tried that, but it didn't work for me well, you know, what didn't work? Like you made a mistake. Well, congratulations, you're a human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think that that prevents people from who might benefit or might enjoy or might experience, you know, dramatic health benefits from checking out a plant-based diet, from even Absolutely. considering it. Cause they're saying, well, I couldn't do it. So I'm not even going to try, or I tried for a couple of days and it didn't work. So I think it's important to, to give yourself permission to fail and, you know, greatness only comes with failure. You have to fail in order to achieve. And, you know, the greatest successes in the world in every field probably failed a thousand more times than they succeeded. So it's giving yourself permission to fall on your face. And it goes back to the Icarus thing that we were talking about. It's like, you have to dare to fly to the sun, you know, in order to get to the next level. And you're gonna, you know, maybe your wings are gonna melt, but then you, you know, you build some new wings and you get at it again and I think when you're in that mentality when you're not afraid to fail or or you're willing to fail and f- and that kind of failure and setbacks are just part of the process as opposed to you know the one thing that you're going to shame yourself for or whatever that you're going to be more successful
1: yes absolutely that's wise
0: that's it you know that's what I mean? all what else about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else is no, there. No,
1: I'm saying that? The, the other thing that I could add to that is that, um, you know, that's why it's called a practice. You know, it's like how many times, you know, it's not like you, it's not like suddenly you're, you know, you achieve something and then you're there and you're static. You know, you're always moving. So life is a process of becoming. And so you may have to make that same decision to forgive. Over and over and over again. And that's we're okay. becoming. right? That's okay. So yeah, and it, you, can, you can be born anew in each moment, and so you can decide in each moment to be non-judgmental,
0: towards to drop your, the towards judgment your, towards yourself.
1: Towards everyone.: Yeah, towards, towards yourself, you know, absolutely, and towards everyone else. I mean, how about like, we just be gentle with ourselves and others? And allowing. I don't know. And, you know, really, how can you, how can you sit and judge another person's process? You are not that person. You are not that being. You do not stand in the exact circumstance. You know, history, karmic lineage, soul path, you know, energy. You just, it's, it's really just um, not, not useful, not helpful.
0: We're talking about goals.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking you just keep about going off on the tangent. Can't you? Can't you? can you're keep talking about goals.
0: <laughs> you can't keep focused on the. What subject. did you just
1: say about goals?
0: I said, allow yourself to fail. Yeah. Right.
1: And I said, because you said, don't throw in the whole towel. Right. And that was that like too far of a leap. I don't know. Maybe.
0: All right. Well. well
1: go to your next point on your, on your paper. <laughs> is this is point 5 or something. Go no, ahead.
0: I have I have one more point. Okay, I'm ready. You'll love this one actually. I'm ready for it, which is to check your ego at the door.
1: Oh, that's you good. You know,
0: and don't make it about yourself.
1: Oh. You know.
0: So tie that goal to something greater than your little, mm. you know, your little goal. Like make it make it broader than that, you know. And not make it about yourself.
1: Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, I mean, I think you see people
0: do it in endurance sports all the time. Like they're going to do an Ironman, but they're going to raise money for, you know, a charity or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like they don't just make it about their thing. They bring something else into the equation that that makes it richer and and Mm -hmm. more valuable in a broader sense than just their one little accomplishment or thing that they're trying to do.
1: But if it's your first one, then you can make it about yourself. you think? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: What do you mean your first one?
1: Your first race.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. You know? Yeah, you could do that. I just think it's better if you don't. Like I think it's I think it's better if there's a higher purpose to it than just you.
1: Definitely. All right. That's I all. agree.
0: You agree. Okay. <laughs> Nothing more
1: to say at that.
0: That's really it. And I think that the other thing is is uh to do kind of like what Julie was saying, which is to not be overly rigid and to learn to flow with it. So let's say you're coming up on that stepping stone goal. It's your third or fourth stepping stone along the way, and you're not going to make it in, you know, being gentle with yourself and saying, okay, well, I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't make it this time, but I'm not going to allow myself to be discouraged and I'm just going to flow with it and, and rebuild. So it's, it's being structured in the sense that, you know, you will get out the calendar and create that schedule and that program, but also allowing yourself some flexibility within that because, you know, life doesn't always flow according to a perfect scheduling calendar. And that gets back to what you were talking about when I would miss a workout and I would get frustrated and angry. And, and it's been a journey for me to learn how to, like, flow with that and be more malleable than I would like to be.
1: Yes, and you're doing a fine job with that anyway. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Definite transformation going on for all of us.
0: And the final one that I think everyone should do in 2013. What's that? Eat more plants.
1: Yes, eat more plants. Definitely.
0: It all starts with what you put in your body, people. Right? Right. It's not like a broken record saying that.
1: No, but it's so uh it's been so extraordinary being here at Common Ground and you know, we understand that not everybody can be in Kauai and and uh you know we don't take it for granted even one second that we're here. Um one of the really amazing things has been that uh you know we're kind of secluded and isolated and you know we're you know we're vegan predominantly vegan in our family except uh one of our girls eats you know a couple eggs once in a while or or she casually stopped eating eggs she's eating i don't know yogurt or something but mostly we're vegan and so i've had to you know really focus around the kitchen and so i would say our diet has gone up a notch really as a family since we've been here it
0: definitely has and you know just because we eat a plant-based diet doesn't mean that we're you know super perfect like when we're in LA we you know shop at all the normal grocery stores and you know I like a potato chip once in a while
1: yeah we haven't had much (laughs) chips (laughs) and and living here
0: in the remote north shore like we're eating food that's grown from the field right across from the yurt and you know we're just sort of you know being more self-sustained in our little environment here and and my nutrition is definitely improved and the quality yeah, our, of the meals has gone up and the nutri- mm-hmm. I think the nutritional value of the, of the foods that we're eating because they're locally grown and the way that they're harvested here, um, I can feel the difference and it feels good. It feels yeah, good to and we were two, helping out in the,
1: in the field today and, and all the kids were washing kale and harvesting, pulling cr- carrots and radishes and chard and uh, it's... It's pretty awesome. I, I really, really feel like this year for a lot of us is going to be uh, learning how to grow our own food. And that's whether you're in a city or whether, wherever you are, you know, however you need to do it. But um, that's going to be something that I'm going to enjoy getting deeper into.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's important. And I, today I uh, tweeted an article by uh, Mark Bittman, who's a writer for the New York Times on, on food. And he uh, wrote a great Opinion piece today about how our food system has to change, but it was very level headed in the sense that you know he's saying it's not going to happen overnight, like this is a long, long process, and you know they realized that that tobacco caused cancer like two hundred years ago, but it wasn't until nineteen sixty four or there was a correlation between tobacco and cancer, like they mm. figured that out a long time ago, but it wasn't until nineteen sixty-four that anybody kind of started to even say it publicly or to do anything about it. Like these are movements that take a very, very long time. And I think that there's a general awareness that our food system right now is not sustainable um, for health reasons, for ecological reasons, for economic reasons, for all these reasons. But there's no easy fix and there's no consensus on how to fix it. Like there are no clearly articulated stated objectives right now about how to change it. That this is just a groundswell movement and it's going to take some time. And I think that that's wise and true. But we all can take responsibility for that. And one of the things that we can do, you know, you and I can do, we can, you know, we can start to learn about how to grow our own food and Mm -hmm. we can learn more about how to get food that's sourced close to where we live and we can we can vote with our dollar and we can start to make those little changes and uh and uh and and uh, I think that that if more people did that you know it'd start to make a difference. Right,
1: absolutely. And, you know, and there are all steps that make a big difference down the line, you know. So mm-hmm.
0: it's so for 2013 make it green.
1: Make it green. Eat and more plants. Absolutely. So, are we about complete?
0: Do you have something you want to say?
1: Well, um, I was going to say that I wish everyone a radiant, connected, plant-based 2013. You don't
0: sound that excited about that. I am. I'm really excited yeah. about it. I'm totally excited about 2013. I think it's going to be amazing. 2012 was incredible and you know, we have a lot to be grateful for. And, uh, we're in this beautiful place now for 10 more days. We're going to make the most of it, uh, the most of it that we can. Then we're going back to LA and we're going to figure out what the next thing is. And we
1: have no idea and we'll keep you posted. (laughs) Exactly. No, we've got exciting things on the, on the horizon and, and, uh, anyway, just be good to yourselves, be good to your community. Um, And live your heart. Live your heart. So that we all can reap the benefits of that, of sharing in that experience with you.
0: Find your heart and live it. Live your art. Live your art. Live your art. There you go. I like that. That's what I like. So, all right, cool. So we can wrap it up, I think, with that. Um, I'm getting a lot of emails from people who read Finding Ultra and want to know about the detox cleanse because in the book... There were a couple times in the book where I said, you know, Jai Lifestyle, we're going to have this, you know, some detox and cleansing programs to do a juice cleanse, and uh, the intention, when the book, when the the intention was that we would have these products ready for sale by the time the book came out, that proved in actuality to be a very difficult task. The R and D was challenging, and to be able to kind of put the products out that we wanted to put out, um, it was going to be very risky for us and tricky to do it the way that we wanted to and ultimately um, we were going to end up like losing money on it and not, and not making no, money No, and also, on it. And so, I mean, it's
1: also just the safety and all the, just yeah. to do it right, to make sure what we're offering to you is in the right caliber and, you know, what we want and make sure that it's the good, it's the right thing. So it just took us a little while to get that mixed together.
0: Well, so ultimately we decided not to come out with a product for those reasons. So I get a lot of emails, like I read the book and it says, go to Jai Lifestyle, right. find the cleansing program and all of that. And I can't find it because it's, and the reason is because it's not there because we didn't do it. So, um, but the good news is is that Julie and I are in the middle of creating a series of premium, high quality videos that will take you guys through a seven day fruit and vegetable juice cleanse, soup to nuts. Um, we our first shooting day is tomorrow. tomorrow and uh, it's going to be quite the production. It's This, this is going to be a really cool thing. We're going to be very, very detailed. We're going to go through each day. Here's how you're going to do it. Here's what you're going to eat. Here's how you're going to feel. Um, and literally, you know, take all the second guessing out of it and we're going to provide you with all the information and the links to the products that you're going to need and all that good stuff. So we're looking forward. It's going to be
1: and we're going uh, to do it right along with you.
0: <clears throat> exactly. So it's going to be a couple months before we, you know, get this thing. Sorry. Done and, <laughs> you know, it would be great to have it available on Today. Jan- January first because I know everybody. You know, this is the time where everybody wants yeah, to kind of start but... fresh and tabla rasa and all that kind of stuff. But. Um, You know, it just, it's taking more time. So, it's it's going to be a couple months before it's Yeah, and in actuality,
1: I mean, once you get the hang of it, you'll be doing it like four times a year or three times a year. And then it sort of just seeps into your lifestyle and then your diet sort of shifts. So, it's a, you know, it's really sort of like a long-term wellness lifestyle thing. It's not like you would just necessarily do it once and then be done, so.
0: Right. So look for that in coming months, and we'll keep you posted on how that unfolds. But if you're if you're confused and you've been going to Jai Lifestyle looking for that stuff and you're not finding it. We're sorry. That's why. Yeah. But the other good news is that our vitamin B12 spray, that's supplement right. spray, finally is out. Took a little while to get that configured and ready, but um, we're really excited about that. If you're on a plant-based diet, it is incredibly important that you supplement with vitamin b12 in fact most people irrespective of diet are have been found to be vitamin b12 deficient so even if you're eating the standard american diet there's a chance that your vitamin... If, you, if you're not sure, just go to your doctor. You can get a simple test and find out. Um, but if you are eating a plant-based diet or a predominantly plant-based diet... Yeah, you need your B12. You need it because it is the one nutrient that is not found in the plant kingdom. So you must supplement with and it. And
1: this is a spray, and it's just you just it's just it's one spray in the hey, mouth, and it has a really done. good taste. <laughs> I know, I'm just sort of interjecting here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a spray. One spray is all you need, and uh, the kids love it. And we've been using it every day, actually.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, You can get, uh, and I talked about this in the book, too. There's a lot of foods that are supplement that have uh, vitamin vitamin B12 fortified, like breakfast cereals and almond milk and coconut milk, stuff like that. But um, the kind of B12 that they're using is not a very easily metabolized version of it. Um, It's one that has to be processed by the liver, to create the methylcobalamin, which is the pure form that we're using. Um, And that's an inefficient process. So our spray is methylcobalamin. It's the purest form. Your liver doesn't doesn't have to go through some intricate biomechanical process in your liver. It's already bioavailable to you. Um, And uh, so it's, you know, it's a top-notch product. And we're really proud and happy to offer it to you. It's only 20 bucks. So check that out on Jive Lifestyle. And what else do we have? If you want to check out Julie's music, go to srimatimusic.com, S-R-I-M-A-T-I music.com. And on Jai Lifestyle, we have our cookbook. So New Year's Day, you want to start getting going on your plant-based diet, you can check out our digital download e-cookbook, 77 pages of awesomeness. And Julie's that's great. Recipes, and yeah. if you
1: And if you want to uh, check out the meditation and the... Uh, uh, energy sealing technique that we discussed at length today. Um, you can uh, download that also off of our website. It's a, it's actually not that easy to find. You have to go, I think you have to go on the first page and then find meditation and then click on meditation and then it's behind that. It's called Jai Release and it's a 30-minute program. It has uh, two of my original songs on it um, and uh, and the humming. So it's, it's a four-step. You hum... Uh, There's a Ganapati mantra, which is the Ganesh uh, remover of obstacles, which is a wonderful energy to call in the new year with. And then there's the uh, tree seal um, visualization, which you just listened to. And then uh, there's a song called Mother of Mine, which is uh, the title of my debut album, which is also on this uh, program. So the whole thing is 30 minutes. You can just uh, put it on your iPod. There are instructions. And then... After that, you just do the four tracks it's around thirty minutes and um, I would be very uh interested to hear your results after doing it for let's say uh forty days in a row why forty um, why forty and not thirty oh, just because i don't know. I mean, 20, 20 could make a big shift, but uh, it's just if you just get consistent. So, like, some days you're going to be distracted. Some days you're going to have monkey mind. Some days you're going to, you know, feel really deep. But if you just take it up as a practice and don't judge it, and it's all there for you, it's, it's a pretty pleasant uh, meditation practice to, to sit through. And what it will do is clear out any residue from the humming um, Uh, supercharge you with Ganesh's energy, um, the remover of obstacles and, uh, seal you in your own energy field and connect you to your divine purpose and then bless you with a little love of the great mother. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a pleasant 30 minutes. And if you, if you do it for, you know, a month or 40 days, um, uh, you will see transformation in your life. Um, I certainly did in mine. All right,
0: so check that out. Julie needs Twitter followers. I do. J I C on Twitter. J A I S E E D. Follow me.
1: Follow me. Yeah, and,
0: and uh, I'm at Rich Roll.
1: You have enough on followers. Twitter.
0: No, I'm not I don't. Kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also, you can follow me on Instagram at Srimati, S R I M E T I. Yeah, that's right.
0: I'm Rich Roll on Instagram.
1: And Rich has some awesome photos. So
0: I would highly suggest that if you're kicking off your new nutrition regime for 2013, that you consider a Vitamix purchase.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. You
0: know, it's an expensive blender. I understand that. It is not cheap. But it is life transforming, this thing. Now, I couldn't live without it. I know we travel with it. It's an amazing contraption. It will make juice or liquid out of literally anything. You can make everything from pasta sauces and soups to your morning oh, I've smoothies made, to everything. See,
1: what, I've, what have I made this week? I've made a homemade tomato sauce, homemade mole sauce. I made a strawberry cashew cheesecake last night. I made uh, an amazing coconut kale, mango, chia, Hemp smoothie with gyrepair in it this morning, right? And uh, mushroom gravies. Um, I make pesto in it. Uh, all kinds of you stuff. Make,
0: you could literally make anything. So the point is, yeah. Yeah, you should you should think about getting it. And uh, if you are on the uh, if you are ready to make that purchase, um, you can click the banner ad on richroll.com. There on the homepage. There's a Vitamix banner ad, and you'll get free shipping. If you buy it on, if you want to buy it off Amazon, just click through the banner, the Amazon banner ad at richroll.com on the on the blog page or the podcast page. It'll throw a few nickels in our pot to keep this thing going. And uh, actually, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, we would appreciate it if you click through that banner if you want to support the show. It would help us out a lot. Oh, you know what? What if uh, if people want to check out some Vitamix recipes, they can go to my YouTube page. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, it's Rich Roll 66 on YouTube. We have a whole bunch of videos uh, of us making stuff and we use the Vitamix, you know, post run workout stuff, mushroom gravy, holiday cooking, all sorts of things.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah,
0: you can do that. And what else? I think that's it.
1: Don't forget to check out Common Ground on yeah. um, these wonderful folks that have been so welcoming to us here. And uh, you can. Common
0: Ground Kauai, the website is cgkauai.net and learn a little bit more about what's going on on this beautiful organic farm on the north shore of Kauai. Yeah?
1: Absolutely. All right, cool. Okay. I think we did so, it. So thanks for having All right. us.
0: Thanks for listening, you guys. We really appreciate it. We wish you a very happy, prosperous, yeah, goal-oriented, <laughs> or not-so-goal-oriented 2013.
1: Happy New Year, everyone.
0: And again, I got some great guests coming up um, when I get back to LA. So please stay tuned for that. I'm going to be bringing you the best experts in plant-based nutrition. Physical training, fitness, all sorts of stuff. So stick around. Okay. All right. Peace. Peace, plants.